What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Duking It Out. And uh, I just thought I'd ask you, Natalie, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good, good. We just finished baking a loaf of bread. Yes. And we almost ate half of it already. It's true. Although, it, to be fair, it's like a small loaf. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's not like a giant loaf. I have to say, I we just I baked a loaf of bread for the first time just yes, now. Yes, you did. And for our older listeners, you're like, aren't you 30? Shouldn't you know this by now? And for like our listeners that are 30 years old, they're like, oh my gosh, you like the loaf of bread? I know. Talk about delayed adolescence. It's a lot of work to bake bread. It is. I was surprised. I didn't realize how long it's like. It's it's. And you were like, there's got to be a recipe where this is easier. And I was like, this is literally the easiest recipe I've ever seen. Yeah. So you have to, I don't know, you have to rest it 12 hours. So you have to do it overnight. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because like, it's like a no, it's like an easy no need bread. Like you don't do a lot of turns or kneading or. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then the next step, it still takes, it still takes your attention. It's mm-hmm. not like you just make it throw it. The donuts were actually, no, their donuts weren't easier, but the donuts were, uh, you could do it all in one shot. You could mm-hmm. start and be eating in an hour. And I think... Bread is like a day. Yeah. That's the one thing about like making good food. I'm realizing there's a lot of good food that you have to prep. So like mm-hmm. certain meats, if you want to like... What do you call it when you put it in like juices? Like brine? Brine. brine. Yeah. Or like, like a marinade. Wanna, yeah. So there's there's some things where you have to be thinking ahead. Yeah. But I'm realizing I really enjoy cooking. It's a lot of fun. You do and you're good at it. Thanks. Thanks. You are. I appreciate it. I think it's cool. It's like something to focus in with with my hands. Since mm. I'm not like building carpentry or like mm. moving bricks around or doing mm-hmm. other manly stuff, I feel like I'm still doing something with my hands. You're like PETA. PETA? In The Hunger Games. Was he a baker? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Have you ever read The Hunger Games? No. Have you watched the movies? Yeah. And you you missed the part where he's a baker? I, I'm assuming that that was a pretty short part of the movie. I mean, it, it's a pretty consistent... That he's a baker? Yeah. It's pretty I consistent. Just know he, I know he does costume stuff. Like, he his, his superpower or his expertise was, I'm going to paint myself like a rock and hide on the rocks. Yeah, because he's a painter. Because he got good at decorating cakes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. That's the baking piece. No, but he, he burnt some bread and gave it to Katniss, and that's where it all began. Uh, anyway, imagine that would suck. Imagine being PETA. And, and why is his name not Peter? That's so stupid. But anyway, um, his name's PETA. And He's a baker. PETA bread. Is that why? No, I don't think so. Oh, I was like. <laughs> it's spelled different. Because immediately I'm like, oh, what's Katniss mean? Um, but Katniss is like a, that plant. And she was all about, like, outdoors, nature hunting. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. It's, it's like Bible where the names mean something. Um, Symbolism. But imagine you get picked to uh, represent your tribe and people in a fight for the death, and you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a baker who knows how to paint cakes. That's... I mean, it saved his life. I guess, but, like, so lame. <laughs> <laughs> no, really what saved his life was his love for cat. What would what Life would your what do you think your what would be your expertise like how would you how would you win the Hunger Games Oh gosh I don't think I could I, I I don't know I think what I would do is just rage out just go crazy like literally flip the lid my lid and just <laughs> become a barbarian Yeah and just terrify everyone so that everyone's scared of me and then let each of them Oops I hit the mic let them kill each other a little bit. And uh-huh. then I'll just like savage knife everyone in the back. Savage knife everyone in the back. I think that's the only way I can do it. Yeah. I like that you like 
just out flip the script and <laughs> just become a barbarian. It's like, oh, yeah, easy. <laughs> you know, just like turn off my humanity. Uh, if if there's anything in my history that would lend itself to a strategy, I remember when I was a kid. So growing up as a kid, I was always the shortest or the second shortest kid in my class. Mm-hmm. And it was always me or my friend, Sean Fowle. We were always the two smallest kids in, in the class. Mm-hmm. And uh, until we got to grade seven and there was a short person. I don't know what the political correct. Oh, okay. But um, then we were, and then yeah. Anyway, but so grade seven, <laughs> I was moving up the charts. But uh, um, all through my life, I was always best friends with the toughest kid at school. So you'd form an alliance. I think that's what it would be. Like I would win the Hunger Games in the most like dorkiest way. Mm. I would be best friends with the actual alpha, and then the alpha would give his life for me. Mm. And and then I would somehow pull off the miraculous last kill. Like I would mm. literally like get. I would be you know those like those fish that suck onto a shark and mm-hmm. they just ride the shark and they eat. Sadly, that would probably be how I win. If I won, that's probably how it would happen. Yeah, I can get. I mean, it would. If there was a literal Hunger Games, like it would take a lot out of you to win. Yeah, it would be like, hard. You married a very nice guy, but if like if we have to go into a purge. You married the wrong guy, unfortunately. That's okay. I'm not anticipating a purge. I know. Well, maybe I'd be an alliance maker. Just smooth talking. <laughs> Everyone around you. Is that I have how no it's going to work? I have no clue. Oh, thank God we don't live in Hunger Games times. Yeah. I mean, we got pretty close there with quarantine. That got pretty ap- apocalyptic. Um, the Purge had a movie called like Purge Forever or like something like that. Yeah, like one of the sequels or something. Yeah, and it, I guess it was going to be like how they pushed a button on Purge and never turned it off. Or I have no clue what it was about. But they they pushed it back, probably because it's probably a little too close to home <laughs> right now. They don't want to encourage any rioting in the streets during pandemic. Honestly, because I think if someone did something crazy, like they would actually get backlash in. Yeah. Even though people are idiots, but yeah. and they don't need a movie to do something stupid. True. But things are lifting. How does it feel? Things are starting Yo, to I'm ready. lift. I'm ready. It feels weird. I feel like I've just settled into quarantine and now you're telling me it's over and I'm like Well, it's not it's not over over. It's they started phase one, which Yeah, but things are still I mean, things are moving quicker than I anticipated once they kinda got the ball rolling. Yeah. Because so, it was like, no, no, soon, no. And then it was like Okay, Here we're we starting go. to make moves, yeah. And now any retail store that faces the parking lot or the street can open. Right, yeah, That's yeah. a pretty, like, that's a lot of things that can open. Yeah. It was, it's it, it's interesting because, so our, when we talk with our family in the States, mm-hmm. there's like, well, everyone's, I think everyone's feeling the itch, but uh-huh. I think Americans are like more so. Yeah. We we need to open up right now. This is crazy. They're this is. so urgent and you better listen to me and my picket sign. And it's tricky because we don't know if we over... Like, here's the thing. If we did everything right mm-hmm. and we were supposed to do those things, it's going to look like we overreacted. Mm-hmm. The other thing, though, is if we did overreact, it looks the exact same. Yeah. So it's so hard to know right now yeah. if we did everything we were supposed to, if we should have done more, yeah. or if we could have done a little bit less. But I feel like, listen, right now, we have to, we have one shot to do this well. I feel like you err on the side of caution, which is, I feel like, an unpopular opinion in the Ameri- in our in our American audiences. Yeah. And uh, you, you were, we were talking with your mom, and you're like, 
your, and your mom was asking like, hey, like, are people like protesting in Canada? And you were like, not really. No, not really. Yeah. It's a, just a different vibe. It's a different mindset and like perspective. And Christianity isn't so political here. True. So I think that kind of tames some of the... The Yeah, because I only ever feel like I get the from Christians in America. Yeah, yeah. It's, it sucks. It's, yeah, we were talking about this with some people. Mm-hmm. With some... some uh, so we were taking a walk and we ran into some people at the church and we were talking about this and... Yeah. I know. I don't really get it. I don't get it why it's only this like specific subset of like Christian Americans that are so... Yeah. Like angry. What's weird is I feel like, uh, you know, part of being a Canadian in our identity is like we're not American. Mm -hmm. So that's like it's it's unfortunate. Like it's like part of being a Canadian is knowing who you are apart from Canada. So Mm -hmm. I come from this background. My background is from Trinidad. Like when people ask where you're from. In Canada, if you're a person of color, they're they're asking what your back what your yeah. background is, and and uh, and but one thing that's part of the Canadian equation is like we're not American, mm-hmm. and I do feel like like Canadian Christians take our we take our directives from America. So I feel like there's a lot of Canadians here that assume that American Christianity is what our Christianity is supposed to look like. Oh, So when we see, yeah, because, like, you'll see people, um, for instance, like, um, a big thing is pro-life in the States. Mm-hmm. Like, voting Republican because they are the pro-life party. Mm-hmm. They are not for abortions. Mm-hmm. In Canada, Christians will assume that they're supposed to vote conservative for the same reason. But the conservative party had no stance on abortion. Oh. So none of the political parties in Canada were actually trying to fight against abortion. No one in Canada is fighting against abortion. Not from a political, not no no political party is. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Or That's at least, so interesting because in America, it's such a big deal. Exactly. And so it's interesting to me that, that Canadians will assume that the right thing to do is to vote conservative if I'm a Christian. But a lot of the reasons why that would be true in America aren't actually true in Canada. So interesting. Right? And so it's, yeah, it is, it is interesting. So I, I, anyway, that's, it's just odd to me. Yeah. I don't know if there's any democratic nation. I mean, I can think of nations that aren't democratic where this is true, but like a democratic, like, like the America is a. It's a democracy. It's a democratic republic. Okay. Um, it's a democracy, yeah. That I can think of no country that operates in that politi- with that political background that is so deeply tied to a religion. Like I can think of nations that yeah. are reli- like Muslim, but they're sure. not necessarily democracies. Yeah, yeah, really. yeah. Really. It's true. It's true. I can think of you know, yeah. countries that are... Adamantly, yeah. no religion, but again, they're not democratic. Yeah. Like you know it, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that was the thing. So, I think unfortunately, American Christianity is what the world thinks of when we think Christian. Like mm-hmm. that's like the starting pot. Mm-hmm. And I remember feeling like when we were in the states, the so the half the school is American and half the school is international, mm-hmm. and it was the deep tie to politics and faith that 
us internationals were like, Americans, do you not see that this is like, you guys are weird on this. Like yeah. it's, uh, there's like this supreme allegiance to, uh, I don't know. Anyway, there, I, I don't want to get too much into that, but yeah. th- there's this, there's this like, okay, they're pro-life and therefore, but what's weird is that like, it's almost like every other conservative value is also Christian. Mm. When that's not necessarily true, yeah, right? So absolutely. healthcare, like how uh, is small government a Christian value? Right, yeah, yeah. Because I remember hearing this leader who said, he said, "Big governments exist because a lot of sin exists," kind of implying that small mm. governments are small governments would be the preference if there wasn't sin in the world, mm. kind of thing. So therefore, like it, since it, God doesn't want sin, then he should technically be. Uh, maybe I'm reading too much into this, but maybe Interesting. He, he should like the world should be like small the ideal government, government is small government. A small government because sin's not actually a problem. Mm-hmm. And I don't think big government is what God I don't think we institute big government to govern sin. Mm-hmm. We institute bigger forms of government to lift up people out of poverty and like you know what yeah. I mean? And uh yeah, anyway, it was just an interesting point. So yeah, no, I, I see what you're saying. Like, instead of just trying to manage, quote unquote, sin, how what we really should be looking at is how government can lift people up versus... Yeah. We, were, we were on the walk, and you told me about... What's that that document in America? The documentary? No, no, the document, the founding whatever. Do you the Declaration of Independence? Yes. Was it that? Oh, and then there's the preamble of the Constitution. That's what we were reading. That's what we were reading. And literally, I was like reading it and yeah. almost tearing up on our walk. It's like, a it, beautiful piece. It of is. The, it's yeah, unbelievable. It's and yeah, I, it's it's weird. I, I had this thought and I'm like, I wonder if I was born in America, if I would have been pro-Trump. Or at least like I think, because right now when I look at all of the political issues, mm-hmm. I actually feel like I split pretty evenly on them. Like the, mm-hmm. I would say literally half of them I'm pretty left and uh, not not far left uh and and a lot of them i'm 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 right so i feel like i'm i feel like i'm moderately right and moderately left Mm. on on probably like i don't know i saw this website and you read out all these different things and i was like yeah i feel left here i feel right here um but i wonder if i i wonder if how much of that is because i've grown up in canada and i wonder if i was if i was growing up in america if i would be a no i know that there's republicans that don't support trump there's like yeah Trump just happens to be your dude right now, but you're a Republican more than you are a Trump supporter, which, um, so maybe not pro Trump, but I wonder if I would be actually like hardcore Republican had I grown up in the, in the States, you know, that'd be so interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I don't get, I know how people are always like, it's not about gender. It's not about race. It's not about, you know, and I, and I, I get that. But I don't know how people can look at the Republican Party and see all white people and not be like, oh, that's an issue. Like, mm. because if those values of the that Republican Party holds are only held by one, it's seemingly only held by one specific subset of mm. the population, shouldn't, like... Shouldn't they grow? Shouldn't they expand? Or shouldn't another party come in? I don't know. I always just look at the Republican Party and I'm like, you're like, they're both a mess because we only have a two party system. And that's one of the things I appreciate about Canada is like how many Mm -hmm. parties there are and how they get 
there's like the two main ones, but there's there's still enough that like get yeah. other. Talk. Well, there's like there's like three parties in the conversation. You have the yeah. liberal, the NDP, and the conservative, which is amazing. And then you have like the Green Party, and you have the Bloc, and you yeah. have some other one. Bloc Quebecois, and there's another conservative party that the people. Oh yeah, something. that one's like crazy. That scary. was like the far right. That was like oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. But that, still, but the far right one was actually like right where America Republicanism is right now. Like I it's know, crazy that our far right is like perfectly republican at the moment or no it was very trump it was very like nationalistic yeah very yeah Yeah. and it like basically halted all like their platform was like halting immigration and yeah anyways um just so interesting because the i one of the things i love about canada is getting to see how all these parties get decent airtime and the three ones get almost even airtime Mm -hmm. and like the media and people are really talking about them and they they do debates and all this stuff whereas in the states it's just so polarized because there's only two options there's only a and b and so then naturally it becomes there's only right and wrong right yeah and so it's really hard for people to be in the middle and moderates and be heard yeah. You know, and so it's just so interesting. I'm like, <laughs> not that the Democratic Party has the best platform, but at least they look more like America than the Republican Party. You know mm, what I mean? Mm. And isn't that what the point of government is, is yeah. to reflect the nation and the, the people's will? Like that's that's in the Constitution is about government instituting the people's will and and so yeah republicans just make me laugh and christian republic like not christian republicans i shouldn't say that because most christians are republicans in the states and that's fine i understand why yeah, and yeah, i don't yeah. think that makes them a bad person um but people that like take it to these like extreme conspiracies i'm just like oh yeah, yeah. are you really in this for the betterment of society or are you in this to feel right huh. and Say Levy. Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's interesting because I feel like uh, I remember there's there's these like there's just like punchlines that come up on the internet mm-hmm. and basically like how can you be pro life and not universal health care mm-hmm. and different things like that where mm-hmm. it's like yeah anyway that's gonna send us down a, a whole <laughs> yeah we're not gonna go down there we're yeah. not trying to alienate anyone or isolate anyone we want to love no, everyone no no and, and and there are, there are certain things about the Republican Party that I appreciate like I appreciate that they have such a strong stance on mm-hmm. they're so on, good at nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> I really appreciate that about them. <laughs> uh, um, that was funny. Um, well, anyways, cycling back to um, the reopening of our great nation that we live in, Canada. Mm-hmm. How does yeah. it feel? I, I wanted to say, like, it's so interesting. I saw this thing on Instagram. And obviously something people have been talking a lot about during the pandemic and the quarantine is, like, mental health and mm. people just feeling all sorts of things, ups, downs, emotional roller coasters and someone was like is it bad that i'm actually stressed out about things opening up again and i just thought like oh i I relate to that Hmm. because if you've just settled into quarantine or you finally feel like i at least know what i'm doing Hmm. now the whole world changes again but it's not just going back to normal there's no going back yeah so we're in this whole new unknown again where there's like some things are open and some things aren't and should I be staying in or should I be going out as much as possible or how, what does this mean for jobs and my job mm-hmm. and getting a job and and all of those things. And I'm just like, oh, it's just, if you're listening to this and you're like, I'm stressed, 
Yes, I get it. Me too. It has been emotionally a roller coaster for me to feel like it's okay to not feel in control. There's nothing I can control about this mm. situation. I am going to take advantage and rest and do fun things and do things that push myself and try new things, but I'm not putting myself pressure on myself to complete anything um, or feel like I need to be the most productive or look a certain way on Instagram or, you know, do whatever that person's doing or, you know. Um, I didn't know you were feeling those pressures. I think, like, I, I think in a way, yes. Because to me, the battle is always productivity. Hmm. Like, the pressure of productivity. So the battle is, like, I need <laughs> and it's so exhausting that I then just become... Like, I, I tire myself out, myself out like a little two-year-old. Mm. And then I just cuddle on the couch and watch Grey's Anatomy because I've exhausted myself mentally and have not accomplished a thing. Yeah, yeah. But, which is just so, so funny. Um, but, yeah, I think, like, social media has been a super interesting thing for me during this because some people are, like, creating the most ridiculous social media content. I'm like, who has the time or the, like, creativity to do some of this stuff? Hmm. Um, which I'm just like, oh, I guess I could be doing something like that. Or, like, people that are just, like, still on that hustle, still on that grind, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, mm. join my workout group. I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I want to join your workout group. Um, but should I? Shouldn't I be doing something? I'm just sitting at home. I might as well be working out. Like, it's just those things, mm, right? Like, yeah. always that question of, like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, like, resting enough? Am I doing enough? Like, I don't know. Those are always where my brain goes. Those are, like, the insecurities that hmm. I fall into super easily. Is that, like, enough mentality? Like, which we've talked about a ton. Being a five on the Enneagram, my biggest thing is I am not enough. Like, that's... And, and it'll... And not just I'm not enough. There isn't enough. There, I won't be enough. And it, that whole thing delves into a lot of areas in my life. Hmm. And so I know it's the thing I'm always, like, struggling against. But especially during pandemic when there's these, like, either you're working a ton right now or you're not working at all. And no one's really in the middle. <laughs> like... <laughs> And so I'm just like, well, I'm not really working at all. I'm like working a little bit, but I think for the most part, I've just felt like, oh, I haven't been working a lot and I haven't been working enough. Mm. And, but then I felt like I settled into it. I was like, came to peace with it, mm. came to peace with like where the Lord has us and like came to peace with like how I'm going to spend my days and not numb myself, but be present even if I'm not doing a whole bunch. Right. And then everything's, like, opening up again. And I was like, wait, but I just figured it out. Like, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. got there. Mm. And now what do we do? Like, okay, so retail stores are open. Like, does that mean, like, I guess I can go to, like, HomeSense now. Like, I walk around HomeSense. Yeah. But is it going to be busy? Am I going to have to wait outside? Is it better if I just stay home anyways? Right, right. Like. And I think it's trying to figure out, like, what should you be doing? Because I think when I hear that, I'm like, well, if Homestead's kind of opens up or doesn't, I mean, the most that could impact is like a half hour out of your every two weeks. You know what I mean? Like how yeah. often, you know what I mean? So it's like, but it's like, I think there is a, a deeper question there of like, 
what should I be doing? You know, and I mean, this isn't brand new to our own personal conversation. No, not at all. But, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I definitely, I, I can see how you probably feel the pressure, you know, like in some ways when I realized that we were all staying home, I was like, oh, I know that there is an opportunity here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know when everybody is freaking out that there is a prime opportunity there. Yeah. And, uh, oh, I was part of, like, Youth Alpha meeting. Mm-hmm. And they had this phrase where they were, they said this phrase where we want to um, adapt quickly and innovate hard. Hmm. And I was like, oh, like, that's me. That's yeah. exactly, like, when I hear, oh, we're in this time, this new time with new challenges, new dynamics, uh, brand new flexibilities and things being pulled on you. I'm like, perfect. Like let's, I I feel very intuitive as a leader in the way I think. Uh, and so I think for me, I don't necessarily require, I I trust myself that Mm -hmm. I'll figure it out in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I'm very good at being flexible with changing dynamics where it sounds like, having a laid out expectation of what the circumstance is going to look like mm. and who I will be and and how I will act in that circumstance mm-hmm. sets you up to be able to feel like a success in that circumstance. So when yeah. things are changing around you, you can't you can't like pre-plan who yeah. you are and how you're supposed to behave. Yeah. So you never you have that insecurity of I never know if I'm actually doing the right thing. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a I think that's like a fair like assessment and I I think on the grand scale that's probably true because for me and I was chatting with my dear friend the other day about this we had been catching up and I, I hadn't like talked with her deeply in a long time and so we were just talking about marriage and we're both married now and all this exciting things and I was just like you know I'm still in transition hmm. And I feel like I've had to, I feel like I've been in this season for over a year, like probably like a year and a half and I'm sick of it. (laughs) And I was like telling her, I was like, I'm over it. Like I want to be settled. Like we got married and I'm, I moved to Canada, but then we moved again six months later and Mm -hmm. like our whole, like we moved to a completely different place and you got a whole new job. Which, when you get a new job, means our our church changes, our community changes. Yeah. Like, yeah, everything yeah. changes. It's right, not yeah. just like, oh, a different job. It's like, everything changes for us when that happens totally, for you. Totally, totally. And so, and then we had just moved. And then, but you had started your job early, but then we had just finally moved because my job was, like, still Lingering, going. And all yeah. the, like, it's, like, all these things, right? And then we move here. And the pandemic happens, like, two weeks later. Oh, my gosh. I know. And yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, okay, so I haven't been here long enough to, like, have a real job here yet. I haven't been here long enough to have, like, a solid group of friends. Yeah. Like, I have gals that I talk to, and we have friends, but no one that I'm like, these are my people. I'm like, oh, I want those people to be my people. Right, yeah. They're not there yet. So it's just like... We're, like, grown into it. Yeah, so I was, like, laughing with her. I was like... I am ready to just feel settled and I finally felt a little bit settled and then unfortunately it was in the middle of quarantine and then of course that meant that things were going to change and now we're in change again yeah and transition again I think I'm just excited about new and different and 
I thrive under I pressure. I usually feel that way. Yeah. I have not felt that way since I moved to Canada. Hmm. Sorry, Canada. I wasn't that excited for you. I have, I have a friend who said, I love change. Mm-hmm. And that like inspired me. I was like, a leader who comes right out and has taken the stand of like, I just love change. Yeah. And I think that, anyway, hardly that was you. But, uh... No, I think, like, actually, like, growing up, I always craved change. Hmm. Like, I always craved change. Because to me, change and new means that there's opportunity for me to grow. Right. And I can become even better. And, and my whatever ideal self that I have in my mind at that time, that feels like a launching pad. But... I think it's just been more difficult here, and I don't know why, hmm. for me personally. We're just getting real deep about Natalie Alwyn Howell. There you go. Should we talk about more of your mistakes? Yeah, No, we haven't talked about, about any of your mistakes, but I'm saying, should we talk about your mistakes? Should we talk about more of my insecurities? Yeah, no. sure. What, what mistakes <laughs> have I made that you'd like to bring up? You know what? Okay, I remember when we got married, there was an experience that a lot of people had that I realized I didn't see. Hmm. So... What a lot of people would come to you and say, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. And they, they would look you in the eye and they genuinely were asking, like, yeah. transition, married, you moved, different culture, different yeah. everything. Um, I'm thinking of, like, Stu and different people who, yeah. like, asked you how you were actually doing. And I realized, like, oh, there's an experience happening inside of you that that uh, it's just so foreign. I can't actually... Yeah. You know, I can't, I can't relate in the same way. Yeah. Um, or at least to the same gravity for sure. I can't. Yeah. Um, cause you didn't give up anything. Well, I understand transition in the sense of like, um, going to Reading and stuff, but yeah. even there, like uh, the end was always back to Canada. Yeah. It was very temporary and it was for your own personal growth. Totally. It was my yeah. choice, my investment. Like, yeah. It yeah. was more like a fun adventure. Yeah, and yeah. it was sacrificial too. But, yes. Um, yes. It was yeah, so it wasn't like a vacay. It, it definitely felt like a sacrificial investment that was well worth it. But yeah, this is different. This is yeah, different. This and is the rest of my life. Yeah, and you know, there's no there's no clear sense of um, this is. Yeah, we don't know what the end. Like it's it's a, mm-hmm. it's this is life now. Yeah. This is life. And it's not like a stepping stone, right? Like so much of what we. D- do even like how you're talking about Reading. Like Reading's a stepping stone. It was 100%. Right? And so you're like, okay, and I move on from there. Correct. But I don't have, and I think I've always lived my life with like, okay, I'm going to go to school and then I'll do this. Right. Or I'm going to do this and then I'm going to move on. And even when I moved to San Luis Obispo, when we were engaged, it's a it stepping was. stepping stone to marriage. Yeah. It was, oh, I'm going to move to the beach and then yeah. I'm going to get married. But now that I'm married, I'm like, there's no more stones in front of me to step on. Yeah, yeah. I have to just make a stone, I guess. Right, Or wait yeah. for a stone to come. I'm not even sure. Do yeah. I make the stone? Do I wait for the stone? Yeah. What is the stone? Are there any more stones? <laughs> is this it? Like... Totally, totally. Yeah. What? It's interesting because I feel like up until... Like, your life is sort of... Like, until you hit, like... Until you graduate university mm-hmm. or whatever your schooling is, if mm-hmm. you do master's or whatever... Everything is a stepping stone to the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Yeah. But I feel like you've crossed all of the societal stepping stones. Mm-hmm. Okay. I did the school. Mm-hmm. I did the this. I mm-hmm. did the this. I did the this. Yeah. And it's like now you're kind of free to. Free fall and more like it. What you, well, or <laughs> yeah. But the opportunity, like actually everything you've been prepping for. Yeah. Is here. But yeah. you, I think you're still figuring out the what. What do yeah. I do? What am I supposed to do with my actual time? Yeah. Because instead of like graduating to a job, I quote unquote graduated to a marriage, which isn't a job. I don't pay you a lot. 
no, you don't pay me a lot. <laughs> I'd like to negotiate a raise. Um, <laughs> no, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, you can have it all. <laughs> 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 you still got to spend it the same way. <laughs> so let me know how much you want. Cute. Um, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. I'm like, just a different journey that I'm on. And I feel like quarantine has just accelerated. Not accelerated. Exasperated? Maybe that's the better word. Yeah. I feel stuck with you sometimes because... Not like stuck with you in a relationship because <laughs> sometimes... Stuck? Sometimes Jeez, I feel like... tell me I, how you feel. There, like was, no, there was a time where we were talking mm-hmm. and I was like, I know your next steps. And But I also know that sometimes saying it isn't actually helpful. Mm, like Because I have to journey and process. I know. And I'm just frustrated because I'm like, why can't I just tell you what to do? Because you're my husband, not my master. No, and I'm saying you should just do this like this is. And if I wait long enough, you get there. But I'm like, I could have saved you like three weeks. Was there any next steps that you see that I should just take? Uh, I've already told you off the podcast. Oh, okay. So there's nothing new. Well, I mean, I know the next step. And so it's like, it's like, and we talked about it. And I'm like, so do you really just have to take that step? But instead, there's, like, wondering about the step. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, this is the step. Remember when we kind of talked about it? And you're like, ah, okay. And then it's like, all right, so <laughs> are you going to take that step that we thought was the next step? Or? LOL. It's not like I've been sitting on my butt. I have been working on things. I have been working on things. No, no, you have, things. you have, you have, you have. Yeah. It's true. It's true. I'm just, like, I can, I can it's sometimes, babe, I'm going to be honest, I can see, like, I can see conversations you will have with me. <laughs> In the next three months. And I'm like, I already know what's like, what are we in? What's we're in May. Uh-huh. I already know some of the talks we'll have in June and July. <laughs> and I'm like, all right. Like, I'm just kind of like waiting. <laughs> LOL. So. <laughs> Jeez. Well, there you go. You know me. Married to a five. Married to a freaking five. You can't tell me what to do. It never works. I know. It <laughs> never works. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh. Yeah, and listen, I'm not perfect. I've definitely got things wrong about your life, so I'm not the infallible director, or I don't always know, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel like, shouldn't she just do this, and wouldn't it just be better? But I need to get there within myself. I don't mind. I I just wish it would be like three days instead of three months. Well... That's an exaggeration. That's yeah, a huge yeah. exaggeration. Part of what's hard about that is, you know when you're doing a bunch, and then your processes just kind of go quicker? Mm. I think because I'm in a slower pace right now uh, everything's slower i know what you mean like when i'm busier i actually get more things done yeah like, like if the schedule's full the schedule's full and i'll like knock three things off the to-do list that were meant for the next day right but yeah, when the yeah. schedule's not full ain't nothing getting done that makes sense that to-do list ain't getting touched that makes sense that makes sense yeah i don't know why the psychology behind that but uh yeah yeah i wonder what that is i i think it goes back to Remember what I said? What? Newton's first law of motion. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yep. So you're still stuck on the couch? I'm sitting in a chair. That's true. We got, okay. <laughs> uh, a moment happened, guys. I realized we got old. When I, was, when I was a teenager, there was a moment where I was watching these adults talk at the dining table. Did you already say this on the podcast? I don't think so. I, taught, I said it to dad uh, on Sunday. Oh, okay, okay. And I was watching these adults and they were talking about traffic. And they were engaged in this conversation about traffic for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and as a 16-year-old, I was like, I hope I never get that boring. 
Because they were excited about they talking were, about they traffic. They were engaged with one another, talking mm-hmm. about traffic on the four or something. And uh, <laughs> and I was like, I never want to be that boring. I hope traffic is never the most interesting thing for me to talk about. And uh, and I've been waiting on these chairs for our dining table mm-hmm. for like months. And they finally came. Months. And the level of excitement I have about these dining chairs, I'm like, I hit it. I got old. It was an old moment. Like, I'm like, They're oh. really great. You picked them They are good. great. And also, I really wanted the chairs because I really want to have people over. Yeah. And so, you know, if things start to really lift and we get a bit more cushion, we it'll be easier to invite people over. I love, I love cooking. I love hospitality. You do. We have four chairs, so that means two people can come at a time. But we can stretch it to six. We tried. We talked about getting... Eight chairs. Yeah, but we can we can have six people. Yeah. No, we can have four people over that aren't us. Yeah, because we can put two more chairs. Yeah, on yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. when the numbers allow, but yeah. So anyway, I think it's exciting because I get to practice hospitality again, which is something I enjoy. Yeah. That's what it is. It's nice. It's nice to have people over. Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you about the Ahmad Arbery and what you thought about that. Mm. I think it was pretty crazy. So. When we recorded it, it was still kind of bubbling, mm-hmm. like and and things were just happening, and so it was kind of in my head, but I didn't want to touch on it because I hadn't really formed any thoughts or opinions or anything like that. But yeah, it's absolutely it's it's tragic. What did you, did you see the video? Mm-hmm. Um, what were your thoughts when you saw it? Um, I think one of my thoughts was, of course he fought back of course two random guys are chasing him down the street in a truck and pull a gun on him right um and so when i first saw the video this was like i probably saw the video maybe like right when it came out yeah because i follow someone on instagram that for better or for worse is constantly posting these videos sure so i'm very i feel like i'm very informed right when things happen so even though the video was released two months, no, three months three after months. it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as the video was released, I saw it, which might have been two weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago. Oh, so, you, okay, okay. Um, and I, I didn't see, like, a lot more stuff has come out, and I didn't know all those things yet. I just, yeah. I saw it, and I was like, what did you expect? Like, right. of course this man is going to defend himself Right. And um, it was just so tragic to see why two vigilantes felt the need to chase this man down for jogging yeah. in his neighborhood. Yeah. Um, and I think it's... I. This case is interesting because I've only seen one person post, like, a negative thing about it. Right. Um, but everyone, even our church, like leaders from within the church are posting about this injustice. Right. And I am actually so intrigued as to why this one, more white people felt like, of course this was injustice. Uh-huh. Whereas other ones, people are quieter on. Like, I'm like, oh, th- I felt like this one really, people talked about it a lot. Right. And there was more of a uniform yes. opinion. Yes, it seemed like everyone was very united around the fact that this was an unjust killing. Right. And it, and it is 100% an unjust killing, but th- that was what kind of struck me because, you know, since then we've even heard um, Breonna Taylor. Okay. That situation, she's she was an EMT. She was in her bed asleep and police came to her residence and Seriously? shot her. 
they went to the wrong residence. They had a warrant for someone else, and they went to her place instead. And she's sleeping, and they... Yes. Jeez. But her boyfriend was there. It's just like, and it's absolutely, like, that story is horrific. Like, they, like, there were bullets. It was in her apartment, right? And there were bullets that were in, like, three other people's apartments because they were just unloading. Yeah. Right? And you're like, what is going on? Jeez. And so she, she died. She was a first responder. Jeez. And she died. And that actually happened this month or end of last month. Um, so, but I think, so, but she, like her name I heard most recently after Aubrey, um, say his name again. I'm sorry. Ahmad Arbery. Ahmad Arbery. Um, I said Aubrey and then I was like, that's not. That's Drake. Yeah. <laughs> um, Drake's dead. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's just that, that stuff kind of gets me. Cause I'm like, we're. This isn't just a bandwagon thing, right? Mm-hmm. We don't just get to hop on the bandwagon and, and pick and choose yeah. which injustices we talk about. And so... Yeah. Um, I, I think there was, I think there's a sense of momentum. I feel like yeah. it's, it's one of those things where it takes... Unfortunately, it yeah. takes people longer than we would like. And here, I'm on this too. So it, it wasn't like... When I remember having a friend over for dinner when I think Trayvon Martin was happening... Like oh, wow. the, the case about it. Yeah. And I, I, I was just so ignorant. And yeah. and also race in America is different than race in Canada. Yes, very true. Um, not that there isn't racism in Canada, but it, it's a it's a, it is a different it's beast. Different. It's a yes. different beast. And um I just remember asking a friend, I'm like, yo, what's up? Like yeah. walk me through this. What's going on? Yeah. And um yeah, it's a process for everyone, including myself. And I think when we cross a certain level of awareness we want the process to be faster for everyone else Mm. and also recognizing that people have different starting places so i was a person of color who still had to figure out my own opinion over time and so i can imagine someone who's white and more disconnected from that reality in that world Mm. um i could see how we could take longer and i could see how some things just take time for people to process and, and figure out and come mm. to terms with. And yeah. I think there's this, like, especially if, I don't know if this is the case, so I might be talking about here, but if you have this idea that, like, America the beautiful, America the perfect, mm. and then someone's saying it's not perfect, there's, like, yeah. you know, and you're thinking, like, I don't hate black people. How could, there's no way mm. that, that I, could, I can't imagine another white person feeling hatred towards another black person and then just... I know, just things getting complicated and, you yeah. know, like all of these different things. So I, I imagine that some of it is probably just time. People have time yeah. to figure out the worldview and, and people change over time. People's opinions change over time. And so I think that that's probably. Yeah, no, for, for sure. I mean, and I think too, as a white person, you have to be willing to confront your own self. Yeah to come to a place of understanding. Right. And even then, it's a fraction, right? Right, 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 yeah. I will never know what it's like to be feared on the street for this color of my skin. Yeah, yeah. You know? As a woman, I'll know what it's like to maybe not go jogging at night. Right. But I, I won't feel like, it's yeah. So I mean, and that's different, right? That's going to be totally different, different. Yeah. and it it doesn't it doesn't truly lend 
itself to even more understanding, right? Because my whiteness is, I think, louder than my femaleness at certain in certain ways. No, it's, no, it's right. Because like, I feel like if you're a, like a woman running, your fear might be like sexual assault. Oh, one hundred percent. And absolutely. if you're and if you're a black man, your fear is like death, getting yes. gunned down, right? Yes, and, and that's yeah. Yeah, one is the ending of a life, and the other one is still quite severe. So it's Deeply it's not traumatic, yeah, yeah, it's not like yeah, but it uh, yeah, like yeah. that's that thing of like. I could, yeah, I'll just, it's so, anyway, yeah, you have to be able to sit with yourself and be like, and, and resist the urge to be defensive and resist the urge to be like, well, I'm not like that. And come to a place where you just think through and you're like, I don't hate any, I don't hate any race or ethnicity, but what have I been told yeah. to be true? What baseline opinions do you hold about yes. people groups because of implicit, what's been... explicit sure. stereotypes yeah. Yeah. that I actually need to let go? Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of when people talk about like racism in America, there's definitely some overt racism where people dis like hate, dislike, look down on people because their skin. I think. Did I ever tell you what happened to me in Reading? No, what happened? There was a uh, there was these guys in a pickup truck with Confederate flags flags on the back uh-huh. um, windshield, and uh, yeah, I was walking home one day with headphones on, and I was in a parking lot crossing the Rayleigh's parking lot on uh-huh. Lake, and they literally were like, I was walking diagonally across the parking lot, uh-huh. and they decided to drive straight at me and like pull off like thirty meters away. Um, yeah. No way. Oh yeah 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 yeah, and I like I I. They looked like they were younger guys. Uh-huh. Um, so I was like, I don't know. I don't know why I had this boldness, but I just didn't think that they were going to try something. Yeah. And I was like, all right, two white guys in a truck staring me down, driving literally at me in a parking lot. I'm like, they're not going to they're not gonna run me over. <laughs> like, this is whatever. And then, of course, they pulled off and I looked back and Confederate flags on the back of the thing. Oh, like, yeah. It's like this. That <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? This is hilarious. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so yeah. did you feel scared? Or did you just feel like uh, this probably is... no? I had a delusional sense of confidence. Mm. I, I'm from Scarborough. I'm like, ain't nobody touching me. You know what I mean? No, that's they that's, don't care about Scarborough. Yeah, no, no, they don't care about Scarborough, and they're in a truck, and I'm like 100 and like 20, 30 pounds, right? So like delusional sense of confidence, mm. but no, I was not afraid. But that's so <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, kind of like your bar- barbarian moment yeah. like if i was in a hurry i would turn into a savage i'm like if these guys get on a truck i'm gonna i'm gonna handle these guys because i'm, I'm in scarborough truck. i know i'm gonna flip the truck and handle my business i'm in scarborough son i'm listening to drake record right now oh um, yeah yeah so definitely a delusional sense of confidence there but uh yeah so interesting yeah i don't understand racism i don't understand it at all i don't understand how you can be two guys in a truck and even think it's funny to joke about running someone down. Yeah, I yeah. do not understand that thought yeah. process at all. Oh, um, you dehumanize the other person. Like, but, it's like, just, why? Like, what's so, like... Uh, you, I think you think it's inconsequential. Like, I think of, like... I'm, I think back to when I was in high school and, and racist jokes were a normative part of, like, teasing, joking, mm-hmm. conversing with each other, Right. And it felt inconsequential. Like, the, the jokes that we would make back in high school are no longer acceptable today. But I think jokes are different. Jokes can kind of reveal maybe some biases we have that we didn't know we had. But for the most part, like, a joke is different 
than someone coming at you with a truck. So, but I'm thinking from their perspective, they're like two guys in a truck, like, hey, let's, let's freak this Indian kid out. But they're thinking about it as a joke, not as an attack. No, I, I still don't get that. Like, I still yeah. don't get why, like, threatening harm is funny, I guess. Yeah, I, I literally And why think, they think less of an Indian guy, even though you're not really Indian. Well, again, I, I just think, like, that, 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 that conversation, that value system, isn't part of the conversation. They're literally just two guys having fun. Look at Indian guy. Let's pretend. Because he's different? Maybe? I think, I don't know. I have or no clue. because he's lesser. Who knows? I, I don't think, I don't even know if it's a lesser or different. I don't even think I, I don't even think my value comes into conversation. They just see a moment to have a living punchline. Remember that time we scared that? Like, I just, I don't know. And I, again, mm. I wasn't in the car with them. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't think it's as conscious as, Yeah. you know, so... And I wonder, anyway, I like yeah. what you're saying about the conscious piece, because I think even as more and more details have come out about this case and how this young man was killed while jogging, right? And it's like, oh, well, there had been burg- the guys were like, well, there had been burglaries in the area and he matched the description. Okay, well, turns out there hadn't been burglaries, but what there had been was a construction site right. and there was a house being built and there was a camera in the house and it was a motion camera, and every time someone went in the house, it would go off and alert the owner. Well, tons of people had gone in and out of that house checking it out. I mean, how often... I've gone into houses that are being built and being like, oh, cool. Like, I remember my dad taking me to, like, neighborhoods that were being built, and we'd walk around houses and construction sites when no one was there and look at what they're being built. Okay, I wonder if that's a white thing, because I would never dream of that. <laughs> that see, and then that's the thing, right? This guy sure. is, lives in a white neighborhood. Right. And there's tons of people that walk in and out, sure, no sure. problem. Yeah. He walks in. He doesn't even get far. He doesn't even do much. He walks in, looks around, walks out. Yeah. But his, he gets, the, the owner of the home, whoever the guy is, bless his soul. He might be, who knows how, he'll, if he'll get dragged into this. Well, he cleared himself. He said, I, I, he said, I'm like, I, I think, I think he said something to the effect of, I just want people to not get on the property for their own safety because it's an open construction site. Yeah. Like he was like, I just want it to be known that I never called the cops or I never asked for any like anything but there's here. text messages between the owner of that house and an oh, officer and oh. the officer said because because people were coming on it and I think he had gone to the police or something to say hey there's people coming on this place even if it's so that no one gets hurt he said can you do something about it he has a text messages I saw the screenshot oh, today where he said um Here's a screenshot from my Nest security camera, da da da. And the officer says, Here's the phone number of Gregory, whatever his last name is. Who like lives across the street or something? Yeah, the, he's a neighbor. Oh. He's a retired cop. And he used to work for the DA's office. He's super great. Call him if you have any problems. Oh, interesting. And so that's how the neighbor got involved is. The I owner of the house had his number. So so theor- I'm assuming sure. what happens is he calls up. He says, oh, retiree. my security camera got off, went off. Will you check it out? Yada, yeah, yada, yada. Yeah. Now, it's gone off tons before because I've seen the footage of sure. other people going in and out. For whatever reason, they decide right. to bring some guns, load up their truck. Yeah. 
And, and so here's so I had a moment of skepticism. Not in term, I just want to make it clear. Like I never thought it was right. I never thought it was okay. But I, the first thing when I saw the footage was like, why was this guy rolling his camera? He was mm-hmm. driving the car, taping another guy jogging. So I was like, okay, I know that I don't have all the facts. Mm-hmm. And then, and then you hear, oh, he was. Um, like on someone else's property, burglarizing was the first thing I heard. Like mm-hmm. basically robbing another house, mm-hmm. and uh, and and there was this officer who basically like walked people through, um, stand your ground and like citizens mm-hmm. arrest and your right to bear arms and all of those different things. But then I saw this response to that guy mm-hmm. who was a Georgian law person. It was like, first of all, he could have been guilty of trespassing at worst, which yeah. is not a felony, which, which, which yeah. he didn't have him. anything in it. Like he had, was in athletic clothes. It wasn't like even like he didn't in have the a video, bag. Yeah, he, he could exactly. Not, he couldn't hold and it wasn't a finished house. So yeah, there wasn't there was goods nothing, there. Yeah. Yeah. And anything he could have stolen, you would have noticed. It would have been a two by four on his shoulder. Exactly right. And you can't. And and from what I understand of just that lawyer talking about Georgian law, like you cannot initiate a situation that leads to aggression and then claim stand your stand your ground. Yeah, and it's not on your. It has to be on your property, right? It has to be on your property. And it wasn't. It was in the middle of the street, so far away. You can't have two pickup trucks Mm -hmm. and three guns mm-hmm. or two guns, I don't know how many, and corner a person, one in the back, one in the front. Like, at that point, he's not jogging for exercise. He's, like, yeah. he's aware of what's happening, right? Yeah. Um, he's scared for his life. Yeah. There's like, random people, tra- yeah, like, chasing yeah. him, trailing him. It's nuts. It's it's. And it's then one so, of them pulls a gun. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's terrible. It's... And they're not police, no, like, there's like, no sirens. There's no. no it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's unfortunate. I, I'm I'm really, and a one one thing I saw on, on the internet, they're like, like we have to remember, the reason why they made an arrest is not because they saw the footage, but because we saw the yeah. footage. And I was like, dang, so yeah. like that's so true. Well, and I heard that the police wanted to make an arrest. The police said, I think we have enough evidence to make an arrest, and the DA's office said, no, we're not going to... What's the DA office? I don't so know. So DA is district attorney. So okay. you have the police, which obviously are like... They collect... They, they find the perps and arrest them and collect evidence. But the DA is the district attorney. They're responsible for trying criminals in court. Okay. So the DA's office... There's ADAs, which is assistant DAs. And is this, like, still within the police force? It, I, you're not on the police force, but you, you are... I think the DA is appointed... Or voted in. I'm totally sorry if Americans listening know this. But, like, so, like, when you watch cop shows and they're, like, I had to go to court. The person that's, like, takes the police's evidence and presents it to the judge works for the district attorney's office. They're the people responsible for prosecuting crimes. And is that a state role? Yes, it's a state. It's And it's a county role. Okay, okay, okay. So, you, um... Okay, so the DA goes, listen, drop, drop the, don't arrest him? Or? The DA goes, oh, so what will happen is that if the DA doesn't feel they have enough evidence, they won't go to court because they don't right. want to waste time losing. Right. So for whatever reason, the DA, well, not for whatever reason, there's many reasons, but they say, oh, we're not going to take this to court. We don't think there's enough evidence. But the police themselves who had collected the evidence had said, we think there's enough here. Right. There Now, three... DAs had 
excuse themselves excuse from the case yeah. for different reasons. And the in- initial reason... And what does that mean? So one of the... One of um, the recuse, I think, is the name, right? They recuse. Yeah, they just said like, I can't be on this case, and that's because of because of whatever. Yes. So like one one woman, she was the one who said that they didn't have enough evidence. Like she was the one who officially said, "No, we're not going to prosecute here." Right. Was because um, she knew the guy. She had worked with him before because he was an ex-cop. So he knew uh, some people within the DA's office. They knew him. Right. And they just decided not to go forward. One guy excused himself from the case because he felt like the murderer did nothing wrong and said it. Said, I think he did everything he was was allowed to do. Um, So they have uh, appointed a special prosecutor. I don't know enough about the person. It's um, and a special judge. Mm. So there's, so it so it, it's kind of it raises the level of objectivity. Yes, and instead of it just being like a municipal thing, that the Georgia Georgia as a state has stepped in, has stepped in okay. and is looking into okay. it. Yo, you know who I feel like oddly like sorry for is the son. Like no, the son was the guy who pulled the gun. I know, but I'm thinking like. Like, I don't know how young he is. Is he, like, 18, 16? No, he's, like, a grown adult. You've never seen their faces? Oh, I thought it was, like, a, a teenager kind of thing. No. It was a grown man adult. Oh, that changes it. That changes it. Uh, yeah, I thought, I'm, like, I'm thinking, like... I think like, he's, at, at youngest, mid-20s. Oh, that's different. Because I was imagining, like, this young, like, 16, 17-year-old no. kid, and I'm, like, oh, wow, like, this guy's been indoctrinated by his, like, no, prejudiced I, father. I, and I get think the guy's probably, this. like, 35, and then his dad's, like, 60 or 65. Oh, okay, They're okay, older. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Huh. Wow. Anyway, yeah, like... And I, this is the thing, too, right? I think it's it's it's... Not explicit biases, but implicit biases that have probably led to this situation. Totally, yeah. I'm sure many people are like, but they're great guys. They probably are very friendly neighbors, great neighbors. Who knows? He could have been a great cop. But what I'm sure is happening is this, and is not, oh my gosh, there's a black guy, I hate black people, but rather, he doesn't belong here. That doesn't look right. Right. Why is this black man running? Oh, and someone just went into that old construction site? I bet you he was. Yes, yeah, yeah. Looking for and right. Even though yeah, it was his neighborhood. The guy had probably been jogging all the time. Yeah, you know. There was a, a TikToker, a white guy who started <laughs> uh, running in his neighborhood with a TV. Yes, that was so. I was like, listen, when people are like, this isn't about race, because we have a Facebook friend that was like, this isn't about race. This is about. This, the facts he's a friend. Are, he's a friend. I would call him a friend. He's deeply wrong about this issue, but so wrong. I would call him a friend. But I was like, you can't look at, like. Yeah, yeah. It is about ra- like yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like, race is one of the facts in this situation. hundred percent, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because yeah, this white guy running down the street with a TV. Yeah, he goes for a two mile <laughs> run. Yeah. In his neighborhood with a TV, and he said no one stopped him, no one questioned him. A lot of people said hey and gave him thumbs ups. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, 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 yeah. It's a totally different experience yeah. for sure. Oh, uh, it, it's tragic. It's tragic, and and we're not in the clear in terms of no. a justice perspective. Like no. you know, until there's like a conviction, you really can't. No. And it's so yeah, yeah. It's it's hard. We'll see what happens with the case. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. And it's hard. It is hard. And. And the the sad thing is we are further away 
from the finish line of justice than we think. Yeah. Yeah. Justice is one of those things like from a, from a God perspective that I still, I don't struggle with it. Like I, I'm trying to figure out how to believe it, but I, I recognize that I, I, uh, I have this extreme bent towards mercy and forgiveness Mm. that it's like when God calls people to act justly in society Mm -hmm. and, and look out for the disenfranchised, the mistreated and such. I, I recognize that there's like a, a, a bigger disconnect with me and the justice of God, like God, God enacting justice. And I'm like, well, what about second chances and forgiveness? But for any, like, I'm not saying yeah. that about this case. Just I'm just trying to make a broad statement. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I recognize like God cares about justice and He cares. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just like thrown. I'm. Anyway, I, I need some more deep thinking. I know I need more justice. Like when I think of justice, I'm like, I I fight poverty. Totally get it. Yeah. Hundred percent with you. But I feel like I get confused around what does god's justice look like in court hmm. so let's say let's say you have does a guy. it look like forgiveness or does it look like punishment so yeah so let's say let's say a guy like uh does something wrong no i'm not talking about this case i'm trying to just completely you're completely pivoting completely pivoting let's say a guy does something wrong and then he gives his life to the lord before the court case mm-hmm what does God, like, what does that look like? Does he serve his sentence because that's what he did? Or is he, I know he's forgiven by God, but does, does freedom look like he gets off? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and suppose, let's say like, yeah, what, like, what about the victims on the other side of whatever, you know what I mean? I feel like if it was money fraud, I feel like we'd be like, oh, whatever. It's part of the big bank. It's a no problem. You know what I mean? But like, let's say someone was other, like affected on the other side, like, how would we respond to that? It's like, I don't know. I think the way that the justice system should work in America is that punishment is mercy. The punishment is, hey, we're actually getting you out of that space that you were in before that allowed you to hurt other people. So, so And we're going we're gonna to separate you. Right. And we're going to put you in a new space. And you now have a second chance in this, although restricted environment, but you have a second chance to, to grow. get your head. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a, so a much more restorative piece to the, yeah. And I think the, the prison system needs to work on that, but I think that's yeah. what prison should be. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you have privatized jails is crazy to me, but do you have any in Canada? I don't know. Actually. I bet you do. I have to be, that's a Listen, good question. Money finds a way. <laughs> privatized jail like it's just it's I, the, oh man it's nuts big it's money nuts. you're asking for i know i know unhumane and anyway I know. It's um rough. it's rough yeah yeah uh, oh i forgot to do the ass reddits that's okay we can do them another time okay. we talked a long time how long has this gone on uh, a little bit over an hour okay yeah yeah i was right. trying to think of how we could end up but i don't want to we ended it we well, i mean we talked about some we talked politics we talked emotional stuff we talked race. Yeah. I mean, we talked about some heavy hitters. We only laughed like a couple times. All right. So let me end it off like this. I'm you watching The Last Dance. No, no, I don't have a joke. The Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary. Mm-hmm. Um, just want to publicly say thank you to my wife. And what's I've the got joke? a joke. I could, I could tell you look me in the eye like, I want to interrupt. Okay, go. <laughs> Your face. 
That was the joke. <laughs> that was such a pity joke. That was that was that was weak. That was so weak. You could do. You know what? You could do better than that. Oh my gosh. Okay. Public public shout out to Natalie because yesterday she's like, "What are you thinking about?" Because I was oh my like, gosh, yeah. I looked like I was depressed yeah, yesterday. Yeah, we were like eating dinner. Yeah. And I was just like in my own head, like thinking, and mm-hmm. and there's been some crazy stuff at. Anyway, anyway, I've been thinking about some Mm -hmm. real life situations pertinent to me that have been more heavy hearted and they've been occupying a lot of my think space. But so I'm in this, I just look like so serious and she's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, I'm thinking about Michael Jordan (laughs) and LeBron James and like watching, anyway, watching the greatness of Michael Jordan. I feel like I get it now. Mm. I get it. I, I grew up in the era where we were looking at Kobe trying to figure out what he had to do to to be equal or pass Michael Jordan. Mm. Like, we, he needs to do this, he needs to do this. Mm. And we slowly watched that window close. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, we saw the baton getting passed to, to mm-hmm. LeBron James. And couple things. So watching the basically decade-long story of Michael Jordan, I understand it's given me a deep appreciation for... For Michael. Mm. And thing thing I said to you yesterday, he mm. is the goat of goats. Like mm. when you think through when you're comparing the greatest of anything, mm-hmm. you're thinking through uh are you sleeping on me on purpose? <laughs> I know you've heard this, but they have heard this. Okay, you tell them for the first time. <laughs> okay, so if you're the greatest in cooking, mm-hmm. golf. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You get compared to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. He's the Michael Jordan of mm-hmm. blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. So seeing the adversity, the triumph, the hardship, everything that he goes through, mm-hmm. it has given me a deep appreciation for Michael Jordan. Hmm. That being said, mm. two things I would like to say mm. to kind of keep the LeBron MJ conversation alive mm. is this. Mm-hmm. Michael went to the finals six times, mm-hmm. but when you think through the competition, who he had to face, mm-hmm. it did not, like, he never had to beat a, the Spurs dynasty, the mm. Warriors dynasty, like, the big three in the Celtics, mm-hmm. and so there's that. The other thing is, so I don't think he had as stiff competition in the finals. Mm-hmm. The other thing is, he was feeling the pressure of being the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. and he took two years off. Mm. Like his dad died mm-hmm. and and he was feeling the pressure and he was planning on exiting anyway mm-hmm. and he took two years off. Mm-hmm. And the question is always asked, Ken, what would it look like if LeBron was back in the day? Mm. With a de- like, and I'm like, what if MJ was today? Mm-hmm. Like he had to tap out for two years. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Do you hate me right now? A little bit. <laughs> I'm trying to keep it going, so it's interesting. Because <laughs> anyway, I have nothing to say, so I'm just mm-hmm. okay. So LeBron, his is the perfect track record. He handles the mm-hmm. pressure of of the so like the media and all of those things. Mm-hmm. And LeBron had to take two years off because of the media. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, is that I don't know. I just don't think it's apples to apples. You can keep talking. I'll stop. Mm-hmm. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'll finish up. That's it. That's it. Um, I'm caught up now, and so. I'm going to watch the last episodes alongside with everybody, which will be good. When are, the, are they all out or are they coming the, out? Two episodes at a time oh. every, every Sunday. That's cool. Um, and the last two, nine and ten, are coming out tomorrow <gasps> or when this launches yet last night. So I'll probably, if this is Monday morning, uh-huh. you're listening to this, I'll watch it probably tonight. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
That's exciting. Yeah. Anyway, so it's just complicated. I was I was mulling over greatness. Yeah, you were. Yeah. You were. It's a great conversation to have. It's a great thing to mull over. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think you're done with me. I'm not done with you. I mean, a little bit, but you're done with me. I'm not done with you. Oh, I thought you were mad at me. I'm not mad at you. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I just thought you were being a, a butt. I am. Um, is that it? C'est la vie. What's that mean? Such is life. Such is life. Okay. I think we're done. We love you all and we love each other. Don't worry. All right. Peace, everybody. Yeah, I feel like we always end up on like a... You know, sometimes we're snippy with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've been more in love with you this past week. I think you're about I to think. say other weeks. <laughs> I've been more in love with you other times, but... No, 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 no. I feel like this past week I've felt more in love with you than maybe the two to three weeks previous to that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm in love with you. I, f- Aww, I feel, I feel that's sweet. No, I obviously love you no matter what, but I feel lovey-dovey about you. Aww. More of recent. Mm. Oh, I love you. I felt very lovey with you, too. But I don't think mine has... Waned? No. Oh, you're a better person. Or maybe... Or maybe it's just <laughs> consistently low. <laughs> we both have that same thought. <laughs> no, my thought was oh. maybe... Um, because you're married to such an easy person to love that it's so easy oh, to be lovey-dovey. Oh, my god! But me over here... Just struggling to love your like a problem Like wife. a stone around my neck you are. Jeez. <laughs> like a ball and chain. <clears throat> no, we love marriage and each other. Yeah. Recommend it. We do recommend it. I was chatting with um, my sister about it the other day, and I was like, I love marriage. And she was like, cool. <laughs> She'll get there. She's not there. <laughs> She'll get there. She's She'll not married, there. so that's why she's not there. <laughs> She'll get there. Um, all right. We love you all, and we love marriage, and Peace. we love each other. Peace. Mm-hmm. Bye, everybody. <laughs>